So this is the Polar Sports Podcast post Super Bowl edition. I'm Chris Akonis, joined by Dennis the Menace and uh, the notorious Half a Rack of Ribs, or Austin from '78, or whatever you want to call him. Um, so, yeah, Patrick Mahomes got held to single digit scoring, and uh, the Buccaneers won 31 to nine. You know, just as we all predicted. Um, exactly. I, I mean, obviously. The main storyline is going to be about Tom Brady winning yet another Super Bowl, uh, especially at the age of 43. Um, but really, the who the part on, of the Bucks, not to take anything away from Brady as much as I don't like him, uh, the part of the Bucks that I think really deserves the most credit for this has to be the defense, um, especially the pass rush. I mean, it was a historical pass rush performance. I mean, you've seen all the numbers, like most pressures ever for a super bowl like that's that's ridiculous and i it's definitely going to be one of the big talking points of the super bowl in kind of the long term or at least the near term like the the medium term over the next season or so is because even up till this point it looked like the chiefs were probably the best team in the nfl and just getting embarrassed there you wonder, is it because of the offensive line injuries? That definitely didn't help having a bunch of injuries on the offensive line when the big issue is you were getting pass rushed a lot. Mahomes also was not able to get the ball to any receivers. The Buccaneers secondary was playing really well, and it definitely felt like Mahomes was just having to run around, try to make something happen, and just was not able to find it. Like, I know yeah. everyone's going to pin this on Mahomes because he's the quarterback, but I can't pin it on him when most of the rest of the offense just wasn't clicking. Yeah, and I think like one of the things – I saw a stat from ESPN is that uh, Mahomes ran for 497 yards before attempting a pass or getting sacked. So that's all yards behind the line of scrimmage, right? So it's not like rushing yards. So this man was – was just running around for his life. And when your offensive line is, is that bad, all the defense has to do is cover the first read. So if you cover the first read, he doesn't have time to go to his second or third read, which is where Patrick Mahomes shines. Because, one, he can create opportunity with his legs, but he also can hit those other reads and hit those other targets. Um, and, and I think just with Brady winning yet again, like I was saying last night – like seven so the nfl it's not guaranteed that the nfl lasts for eternity right like we have seen leagues kind of like fade in and out of existence like the afl became the nfl like who knows what's going to happen in the in the future and tom brady when the nfl ends it's feasible that he could end the nfl could end and he would have more super bowl rings by himself than some organizations well isn't it correct me if i'm wrong is it not the uh the Aren't the Steelers and Pats tied for six Super Bowls? I think. No, now the Pats they are. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, six because he's because Brady has Tom, six. Tom Brady yeah, they didn't has have seven any before now. Brady yeah. showed up because they were a bad yeah. franchise before he showed up. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of crazy to think about. Given that my it really entire is. life, he's been their starting quarterback. I, I totally know what you're talking about. Like sometimes yeah. I forget because also the the one other thing I know about like the old Patriots is getting like absolutely smashed by the '85 yeah. Bears in the Super Bowl. Um. 
But even then, it's like they made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they beat the... I have no idea who they beat in the playoffs. I don't know a whole lot about the 85 playoffs, I'll be honest, other than what happened to the Bears. But uh, I just kind of never pictured how bad the Patriots were before Tom Brady got there versus how they are when Tom Brady was there. And now in the post-Brady era, who knows what's going to happen? They haven't had a winning season. This season was not a winning season. So. I I was talking about this. Uh, I think I think Chris, we were talking about it at one point. Belichick, like a lot of their players were hurt and sat out. Like Belichick, a good chunk of his starting defense. It's all around, right? So Cam Newton was a one-year deal. They like they. This was on purpose. Like I still, and that's where I found myself last night with the game, where I've been pinned as this like Brady lover, and I'm not. I root for him. I don't like him. Like when he was on Patriots, I would find that I'd be rooting for him. And I'd be like, why am I rooting for this guy? I don't understand. Like, But when I was a kid, when he went up against the greatest show on turf, and honestly, it started when he beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl in the early 2000s because the Panthers beat the Cowboys, which was my team. And I was like, oh, I hate these freaking Panthers. And uh, Jake DeLome is the quarterback. And like, <laughs> I think Steve Smith was on the team at that point. I mean, and- I can't believe Jake DeLome was a Super Bowl quarterback. That's I mean, one of my favorite pieces of trivia, Jake DeLone being a Super Bowl quarterback, because I always forget about that. Was that like a 2000s thing? Was that like a 2000s thing? Like Brad Johnson, Jake Rex DeLone, Grossman. Rex Grossman. Not that you know anything about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's my quarterback. <laughs> I guess that was like the decade of mediocre quarterbacks making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's That was the Jets' only hope. I'm just kidding, Chris. I'm just kidding. But if we had an above yeah. average quarterback, we'd win the Super Bowl in 2010, and no one convinces me otherwise. That that's true. I, I thought they should have won those years. And I, I I'm a Sanchez fan. I, I root for the Jets just because of proximity. But like uh I found last night, weirdly enough, so in past Super Bowls, like when the Patriots played the Rams, I was pulling for uh the Patriots for whatever reason, and I was, but last night. I didn't want either team to win. I, I I would have been happy seeing Brady lose, and I would have been happy seeing the freaking Chiefs lose. And I think it's because, like, I, I'm a Belichick fan, I think, more than Brady. And I think I learned that last night about myself. Yeah. I mean, I, Brady was the coach of this team. Even Bruce yeah. Arians admitted himself. Just, uh, yeah, we, 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 let, we let Brady do all the coaching. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd believe it. <laughs> well, I mean, and even though, yeah. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, it wasn't like a tremendous individual performance from Tom Brady. He barely broke 200 passing yards. Uh, it was still more than enough to kind of move the game down the field in a number of drives. So it worked well yeah. enough. And also you have to consider like the fact that um, the, uh, the other thing with Patrick Mahomes, in addition to, you know, having, uh, half a second to throw every time he dropped back. Um, he wasn't even at 100% himself. He needs. He's going to get foot surgery uh, at the end of the season. So basically you have a, a quarterback that really has one good leg. Uh, with a Which imagine having to run that much and needing O-line. foot surgery. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like fun. I mean, I didn't like running around when I played soccer and I had no foot injury. Um, so I can't imagine what Mahomes was feeling. But he was on one good leg, patchwork O-line, tough pass rush like just about the worst case scenario for a quarterback in the super bowl um and, and i think all things considered like i i think someone on twitter put it the best they said that 
Uh, Mahomes had like the six or seven like prettiest incompletions ever or most impressive yeah. incompletions. Yeah. Like the part where he threw it sideways, it still went 30 yards and you know, mm-hmm. the guy almost caught it, but he was out of bounds. Like that was just – like if there was a incompletion that deserved to be a top 10 play, that was it. Mm-hmm. it he he – He's he's Madden. He's better than Madden. You can't even play like that in the video game. He has fewer glitches. Like you couldn't. You would get sacked or you'd throw an interception. Like the man is like. And Dennis, I agree with you. Beginning. I think there's gonna be people that that kind of pin it on Mahomes, but like you know, the only thing that should be pinned is a freaking manslaughter charge on the Chiefs' offensive line for like what they allowed to happen to Patty Mahomes last night, and you know. I'm not sad seeing the Chiefs lose, to be honest. Like, like Travis Kelsey's really good, and I don't like him because he is good, but Tyreek Hill losing and not even doing well, I mean, chef's kiss. Like, that is that is creme de la creme. Like, I hate Tyreek Hill with, with all of the fibers in my being for just, like, how shitty of a person he's been in the past. And uh, that one uh, DB, the rookie DB that threw up the peace sign to him and got the unsportsmanlike conduct – worth it worth every second like i'm happy to see tyreek hill unhappy and losing and and in, in compromising positions like give me more of that but i would have been happy to see uh you know see brady lose but this also opens up the question um rob gronkowski like this man is an ageless wonder i mean he's 37 years old he's like seven years younger than brady came in the same came in the same year as kelsey and he's won so much more i mean both of these teams were stacked to the brim, but it wasn't a shootout. Like I was saying to Dennis before the before the show, if you told me the Bucks would win and I picked the Bucks to win on the show last week, I wouldn't be surprised. But 31 to 9, that's crazy. That's insane. And like, I think some of it, uh go ahead, Chris, if you had something. Uh, I, I I was just gonna say, I, I think the biggest disappointment was that we had to see Mahomes not at a hundred percent. A lot of his uh, offensive linemen were hurt. Um, and one of them actually opted out cause he was a doctor, which I thought was an interesting story uh, in, in the preseason. Um, Wait, what? Uh, Lauren DeVernay Turdiff. I think I'm saying his name, right? Yeah. That's I hilarious. I'm pretty sure he's an offensive lineman. He, he's on the chiefs. He was a Canadian doctor. And instead of playing this season, he opted to like continue working as a doctor. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, I had no idea that was which you know great that he's doing that and helping yeah. people in the middle of this crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it did not help the Chiefs' fortunes that one of their uh, starting O linemen were. Uh, were it it uh, makes it difficult for the, the Kansas City football team. Yes, the Kansas City <laughs> football team, which you know, still can't believe they managed to get by uh, using that name when Washington has to go through this whole. I, I, I think they're on the, I think they're on the next bar down. The field last night with the um with that like you know. The oh, oh, oh song like that was on the on the broadcast. Well, yeah, I mean that's what they do at Arrowhead Stadium, like before every game. Crazy. I know they're like trying to tamp down on it now, but like I mean, we talked about this on Can We Just Talk, which you can listen to and uh, download on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, flagship podcast of Polar Media, but you know, enough of that plug. Uh, I'm not I'm not Richie Wellbrock, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how they managed to slide on. I mean, there was hardly anyone talking about it either. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, I think they're like the next rung down, like after the Washington football team and the Cleveland baseball team, which are like yeah. actively. Yeah, it's either racist. them. I actually, I would say the Blackhawks have a slight. Uh, would, 
I was saying also, I think they're on that same tier where like after the Cleveland baseball team and the Washington football team, I think those are the next two teams down where they might be looked at in the peers. Braves also, I think. Yeah, you're right. The Seminoles. Well, I I told you what I think about that. That name's never getting changed because the the good old boys in the South that donate to the program will never allow it to happen. Yeah, I think the college so, teams are a little bit the college teams different are, uh, unfor- what's going to happen. Unfortunately, I think are kind of baked in. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what happens is player empowerment, right? So if enough yeah. players choose not to go there, which is happening, and the Seminoles stink. Florida State stinks at football. <laughs> and football is the big moneymaker. They, let me say it again, Florida State sucks at football, okay? And I take no joy in saying that as a one-time Gator, now reformed Miami Hurricanes fan. Um, like, I'm so happy they stink. But, you know, like you said, Chris, it's never going to change. Yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah, that's just kind of the way that college athletics work. And, uh, I mean, I, I'd i like to think that players aren't going to Florida State because of that, but it's really just because they suck. And then <laughs> no one wants to go four and eight in a bad football conference. So mm-hmm. um, no, no one wants to lose to Georgia Tech with a pro style offense. <laughs> Georgia Tech with their wishbone offense from 1968. God, I I miss I miss the triple option so triple, much. I was just gonna say the fullback option. That's not they, it's not there anymore. They lost it. It's so sad. They they dumped Paul Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Paul Johnson retired. He was done. Oh, I <laughs> didn't know. Like, that. Done with I, I wouldn't know. I never watched Georgia Tech, but I, all I knew is that they ran full, that off. Full disclosure, I was a Georgia Tech fan before I came to Rutgers. And oh, I think really? I left Georgia Tech at the perfect time because I cared about the triple option and wait, now wait. that's gone. Dennis, like you live in Virginia. Were you raised in Virginia? Did you grow yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. So you grew up in Virginia outside of DC. Which has sports teams, which has all the major sports teams. So you got basketball, you got hockey, you got football. I don't like uh, any of them. <laughs> baseball. So, like, how did you gravitate to so Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bears, and Georgia Tech football? How did you uh, gravitate towards Chicago? WCN? It's it's very boring. Uh, my mom's from Chicago. Both my parents went to Georgia Tech. Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not a super difficult thing. So I was kind of raised on both. And he's he's uh, a ho- kind of, he's a known hockey snob, and Alexander Ovechkin just doesn't come up to his standards. So you know, yeah. I are you a Hawks fan for hockey? I I don't care about hockey. I'll be honest. I'm like I guess I'm I a Blackhawks fan. Uh, if I found a, another hockey team to be a fan of, I might yeah. like if them. I, I, honestly, like, honestly, I think I might be a Kraken fan. I would be down to be a Kraken yeah, fan. They they fun. look pretty cool. That's fun. No, I got in. Go ahead, Chris. I got into a bit of an argument when uh, the Kraken released their brand because I'm kind of like divided on them. Like, I actually like teams from Seattle. There's no like, yeah, I, I like the Seattle sports I, market. I like I like Seattle sports teams in general. Like on the side, like you know, uh, the Seahawks I thought were cool, especially when they you know change their uniforms and won the Super Bowl the same year. Like, how badass is that? Um, yeah. There, there's that. Um, there, the Sounders are like the team in the Western Conference in MLS. Uh, and they also have pretty cool jerseys and they have a big fan base. So like they're, they're cool too. Uh, Mariners, I don't really give a shit about, but yeah. um, you know, uh, that's about it. But, and also one of the first things I do when I get a new 2k game is I create two uh, GM modes. One is moving the nets to New Jersey. The other is an expansion team in Seattle. So do you make uh, them the supersonics? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the only appropriate response. Yeah. Oh, that's but, the only thing to do. Yeah. I can't and, believe, yeah. 
Someone actually bought that team and says, yo, we could really do well in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma yeah. City? What's in Oklahoma City? Besides, besides Nothing. Nothing. Like, yeah. you can't even think of a name for it. It's just Oklahoma City. The, we're the Thunder. The yeah. only reason they even got considered was because uh, uh, the New Orleans Hornets had to move there for like a year after Katrina. And that's was, that was when people were like, oh, Oklahoma's a basketball town now. Yeah, idiots. It's, yeah, they need to bring back the Sonics. But to get back to my initial point, because I kind of went off topic there, um, I love the logo. I love the colors that they picked out for the Kraken. I just don't like the Kraken name. I, don't I love know. the name. It's silly. I like it. I don't it. know. <laughs> it, just, it feels, I don't know. One thing I, is I think like team names should be plural. Yeah, that's like a. I think you're right. Uh, I also think it's hilarious either way. <laughs> See, I. It's, hockey, it's, hockey has the most non-plural team names. I'm not sure if you've noticed that, but it does. Does it? I'm trying to think. Who else? Uh, the Wild, the Avalanche, the oh, Lightning. Right. Um, oh, my God. You're right. I, I mean, I yeah. forgot the Minnesota Wild existed. but Yeah. A, a lot of people don't really think about it. It's like basketball has the Heat and the Thunder, I think. I can't think of any others. And then there are a couple in hockey. Yeah. yeah. That's I was like going to say Heat and Jazz, and that's it. Oh, yeah. The Thunder. Jazz also. Uh, yeah. You know what? I like the teams that are not plural, and Kraken is a little bit minor league, but it's fun. I think NHL needs to kind of – NHL has this really rich history, right? There's like six Canadian teams. It has a really deep history. But it's it's not number one, right? It's not the number one sport. It's not baseball. It's not even baseball. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. And MLS is sneaking up on it. So I think this is a fun way to engage. And I actually like the teams that – that are not plural like that. That was a game we used to play like trivia, like my grandfather would ask or my father would ask. And you try to think of all the, all the teams like in baseball, it's like the Red Sox and the White Sox. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones in, in ba baseball is a lot less, but yeah, jazz is always one that people forget. But um, you know, getting back to the Super Bowl last night, I mean, where do you go from here if you're the chiefs are you just pissed that like like do you have serious problems and then same for the bucks like like i think people don't understand like that defensive line the pressure they were able to get with just four guys is huge and people forget they have indomica sue who is arguably one of the best best defensive tackles of all time like people don't like him because he's a dirty player which i don't really understand because it's like it's football so you want them to just like magically turn the violence off at a certain point. Like, no, they've been trained their whole life to be violent and like inflict pain and move people the way they want to. But their team is stacked. So are are we gonna see a Bucks Chiefs repeat? Like that's feasible, right? I think it's definitely reasonable. I think that both teams will have to hold on to their squads in free agency. I'm not exactly sure who might be up for free agency. I know both of the quarterbacks are staying because I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's on a two-year deal and yeah. Mahomes yeah. is obviously on that gigantic deal. Uh, I would have to look at everyone else. Like uh, I, I, I'm not sure if this is a controversial opinion. I think the Super Bowl MVP should have been Leonard Fournette, and I don't think yeah. it's especially close. What a, what a year um, that guy's had. No, scratch that. What a five months that guy has had to go from yeah. – Starting the preseason, not that there was much of a preseason, but starting the preseason as a Jacksonville Jaguar, um, you know, your quarterback, your offensive fate is in the hands of Gardner Minshew. Uh, <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden, you know, you get cut end of August. You're like, oh, what do I do now? Guess I'll sign with the team down I-4. Then five months later, you're a Super Bowl champion. Like, mm -hmm. 
crazy. Just just completely crazy. I mean, good for him after you know falling short uh in the AFC title game with um that really good Jaguars team that imploded immediately <laughs> after. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the Sanchez of his time, really. Oh, <laughs> like I remember when he was coming out of college, both Bortles and Fournette, and Bortles was at UCF. And he was like this, like Bud Light drinking, cigarette smoking, taco eating bro that you absolutely hated in high school and absolutely hated you in high school. Like absolute biggest jerk you could ever meet, probably. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like that's what it comes off like. But I remember being like, why are they drafting him? And when they got Fournette, I thought Fournette, like coming out of college, was like on that Zeke Elliott level because you remember that stiff arm he had. Uh, in college, I was just played over and over. And I remember he was at LSU and he was wearing the yellow jersey. And he just like sent some dude to the other side of the world with a stiff arm. And to see this reclamation of him, I, I think it just goes to show that like environment makes a huge difference, right? If you're not on a winning team, like baseball, you can kind of kind of go out there and do the motions, basketball similar. But like when, if you're a running back. Your, your career is on average like three years long, the NFL average, and you're taking a beating every time you touch the ball. Like if you're doing your job right, you're still getting destroyed. And like why are you going to put a full effort in if you're on the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars? Like, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, um, you, you see it even in college sports where there's been like a correlation between teams that like their seasons aren't really going anywhere. Um, the teams, the players haven't been as like, um, adhering to COVID protocols. And, you know, that's kind of a, a thing now too. And I know that's kind of off topic, but it goes to show like playing football, be it college or pro in 2020 is completely different in terms of the challenges that it brings than it does in any other year. And, you know, you've got to, if you're not playing on a good team, like the motivation to really put in all that effort, you know, more often than not, it's not there. And, and you know, the pros have better ways of dealing with it than college game, but um you know, it, it's got to be very difficult uh, if you're a player on a team like the Jaguars or the Jets, for that matter, uh, to, you know, power your way through the season, deal with all those protocols, deal with all that testing, uh, quarantine, if God forbid you need to, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's crazy. So good for him. was able to make a lemonade out of lemons. And honestly, um, if you, I was a running back, I had like four or five years. What was this, his fourth season in the NFL or yeah. fifth? I think, yeah, he's coming up on a contract here. Yeah. I think he's off the rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what uh, he has in his bank account right now, but, I mean, no one would blame him if he walked away from the game next year or whatever, decided to go out on top because he's earned it. Yeah, like um, Terrell Davis um, did that. Um, Ricky Williams kind of did that, not in the same of Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, it's just on another on the same level, it's like how many – Fucking times do we have to watch Tom Brady win? I mean, it's the kind of thing where I, I, I find it so funny because there were people like it, it was discussed from the beginning of the season. Like, how would this go for the Buccaneers? They signed old man Tom Brady. They signed out of the league for a couple of years. Rob Gronkowski. Yep. They have a lot of good players on offense, but I mean, Fournette was coming off of some eh, years with a bad Jaguars team. Uh, a lot of people had no idea what to expect out of this team for a while. And especially, I mean, starting the season seven and five is not horrendous. I, it's, I think it was a playoff spot, but it's not anything incredible. Yeah. And as they just kept racking up wins towards the end of the season, it just kept 
like they just kept looking better and better yeah. uh and e even getting to this game i think this is one of their best games of the season which is incredibly impressive against a team like the chiefs where you can definitely point to a couple of moments and say the game would probably be very different if uh the defensive pass interference late in the first half wasn't called uh because i don't think that was pass interference i think that was the ball went over my head i'm gonna fall down and see if i can get pass interference and it worked it did work but i, I don't know if that was a pass interference right there you can look at that and say Were you graze the back of his jersey with the tips of your fingers is that considered a a penalty i don't think it should be you know yeah, what? I mean, it's a no fun league. It's it's a car. It's karma though. The Chiefs got away. The Chiefs would have lost the game if they didn't have that blatant spearing call against the Browns and not not called. They would have lost the game, so they wouldn't even have been in the Super Bowl. So it's it like can go both ways, and that's why I always get mad at Troy, uh, my brother, when we watch Cowboys games. He freaks out on the refs, and it's like, dude, like it goes both ways. There's some games that the refs are good for you, and sometimes they're bad, and. It evens out in the end. Like I, I'm pretty sure it all evens out. And uh, you although know. I, I guess to kind of add on that, I think that you can still look at an individual game and try to think about what would have happened. Because if you go into the half six to fourteen with the Chiefs getting the ball after the half, it feels like a very different game to me. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's not that different, but it does feel like a very different football game if the Buccaneers don't have that 15 point lead at the half because it, it be, cause they even pushed down the field again. I mean, right after the half, they only got the three, but they were still pushing down the field. They're moving. All right. If they're not so pushed up against the wall, then possibly they could have had an opportunity there, but they were just so bad in the red zone. Just, just horrendous. And I think the chiefs, you know, whether they were like, it would be different, right? Like who, who knows what would happen, but the chiefs came out. I felt like, you know, when I'm, I know this isn't the case because these guys are playing in a super bowl, but it just felt like the chiefs came out of the gate with a different energy than the bucks did. Like they looked like, I know they weren't lethargic, but compared to the bucks, they looked it. So like, I know these are professionals, that are at the top of their industry in a way that none of us will ever experience, right? Like they are the top of the top of the top. So I know that their effort was there. I have no doubt. And I wonder why it looked that way, but it really did just look like they could not match the Bucks' energy. And then once the Bucks tasted blood and got that first touchdown to Rob Gronkowski, which by the way, the last two Patriots Super Bowls, Gronk, was like hurt or not playing in those Super Bowls. So this was his really first Super Bowl win. Um I'm pretty sure of his career that he like actually played and had a big part of. So I'm I love Rob Gronkowski. I love the uh the prayer of Gronk that the Levertard show does. Um like all that everything associated with Gronk, I think he's hilarious. And I mean, yeah, no, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if there's like a favorite player on your least favorite team, uh, for me, that would have to be Rob Gronkowski on the Patriots. Like, I I did not like the I, I did not like is probably an understatement. I couldn't stand the Patriots, couldn't stand Belichick, couldn't stand Brady, didn't really mind Gronkowski. That Like, that was kind of my take on it. Maybe that's a, that's controversial for a Jets fan to say that, but I had no problem with him. 
And I mean, for years, it was like a Gronkowski's injured, Gronkowski's injured, not able to play in a lot of the big games. And then he was out of the league for a couple of years. Like, I think a lot of people were just saying, why are you even signing Gronkowski in the first place? Like, what can he provide to your football team at this rate? Out of the league for a couple of years, injured for so much of the back half of his career. Like, what would he even provide this Tampa Bay offense that they don't already have? And we saw in the Super Bowl that he actually ended up providing so much to this team. And so much about this team kept clicking in the back ends of the year. And I don't know how they did it. Like, honestly, it's just so much had to come together. And yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I think Gronk, like if you look at his early career right so i've always paid attention to the patriots like i don't like boston i hate boston sports so i don't know why it is but when you're the best team for 20 years like you're gonna have to be forced to pay attention but like if you watch old clips when he was first in the league like his first five or six years he was getting destroyed over the middle but that's why he was so valuable because he was catching everything but he was just getting lit up like he was getting destroyed. So his body wore down and like you see Gronk in interviews, you see how goofy of a person he is. You see how much he like loves the game. Think about the amount of pain for someone that is like the human equivalent of a golden retriever, not wanting to play football. Like how much pain does this guy have to be in? And like, you look at Gronk and he's like, I love football. Or like, I love when they ask him questions. They're like, Oh, what were you thinking on that last play? And he's like, catch ball and run and it's like for that person to say no to football how much pain were they in so for him to come back i was you know happy to happy to see that for him yeah and i've got this uh, quote up from when he uh when he retired in uh, 2019 uh he talked about how the pain and injuries he had suffered throughout his career had taken a toll on his mental health uh he said physically i could play but mentally mentally wise desire wise it's not there um and you know he was just talking about all the tough setbacks that he had to deal with in terms of injuries. Uh, he took a year off and then he came back, which is, you know, uh, amazing. He was able to do that. Uh, I was putting me in the camp of people who, when I heard he was coming out of retirement, I said, all right, he's not going to do that much. It's like a retirement tour. Um, Cause he had, remember if you saw pictures of what Gronkowski looked like after he retired, like he was not like he was in good shape, but he wasn't like in tight end shape. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Cause he had lost a lot of weight from, you know, not having to play football anymore. I was like, all right, is he really going to be able to still play tight end? And turns out he what he was, and, and you know he looked like he hadn't missed a beat. Uh, so good for him. You know, I, I thought it was kind of cool to see him have that second act of his career. And you know, I always like watching him play. So good, good for Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I. It's it, it's hard to even comprehend Rob Gronkowski in this year getting two touchdown catches in the Super Bowl. Like that's probably looking back at it that's the part that's going to surprise me most like Patrick Mahomes playing so poorly you can blame it on some logical factors you can blame it on the offensive line you can blame it on the Bucks being a great defense uh the Chiefs were not playing that great offensively in a couple of weeks preceding the game uh, especially during the regular season they were just kind of coasting for a little bit um but looking back at it, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to, like, fully comprehend Rob Gronkowski out of retirement coming back and catching two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That's just incredible to me. It's insane. It's insane. It yeah. Is. It's just, um, you know, there was rumors about Megatron 
when when he retired early, there was anytime someone like Andrew Luck. There were rumors when Andrew Luck retired early, and uh, you he know, wants to come out of retirement right now and uh, sign in a bigger market. He's more than welcome to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Andrew Luck is a smart dude. I would. <laughs> I wish I wish we had more of Andrew Luck, but I'm glad that he finally, like he, you know, he knew what was important to him. And In a way, like, he had to do it because he was just taking, like, we thought. I mean, Gronkowski took a beating, but it was nothing compared to what Andrew Luck had to deal with. Um, so, like, yeah, no, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Again, like that's similar. as much as the football fan in me would want to see it, the person in me gets yeah. why it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We always want more football. I That's the thing. I'm never going to blame a player for leaving early, especially if you're like kind of stuck in a dead end, bad team, um, which like Calvin Johnson, the best wide receiver of all time. Uh, I'm not going to blame him at all for retiring early because he had to play double teamed, getting hit on every single play for 10 years, nine years, however long his career was. And, it's good that he's in the Hall of Fame now because he absolutely deserves it. And he's just another Brady. He's younger than Brady and he's in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. He's like yeah. 35, right? Yeah, he, he is not that old of a guy, but yeah. he had to leave the league because he was just getting hit way too much. And I totally get it. And uh just another example of a player that the Detroit Lions did not get any value out of. Like I'm glad that Sue got his Super Bowl win. Um, another player that like the Lions totally did not make any use out of, despite being fantastic playing for the Lions. Uh, it's it is incredible that they drafted Calvin Johnson and Inda Mukong Sue and yeah. got to the playoffs like once and didn't win a game in the playoffs. Well, I think that's I, kind of incredible. I would love to be a fly on the wall twenty years from now when Jim Caldwell is like talking to his grandkids. And I'll be like, uh, Grandpa, you had Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, and Dominican Sue on the same team. How many Super Bowls did you win? And they'll be like, we went 10 and 6. Yeah. Didn't like, Tom, it's, uh, what was that guy's name you just said? I'm just, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Didn't like, couldn't it be like, hey, Grandpa, how come you were fired and the guy they replaced you with had a losing record <laughs> of three, three, three years? Oh, well, well he was white. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm laughing about it, but you're not entirely wrong. Um, but also, like, it's just like, but it's not even like just the Lions because the Bengals did the same thing. The Bengals, like, say what you want about Marvin Lewis, say what you want about those teams. Yeah. Like, they were in the playoffs pretty much every year. They were consistent. Yeah, yeah. I never understood because, like, I, I can understand being a Bengals fan. That's what you could have expected. I, I can understand being a Bengals fan and feeling cursed with how many weird losses they had in the playoffs, but. I don't understand from the Bengals perspective, like what they needed to try to rebuild from because they were still a pretty good team that they were working with. I do not understand why they needed to fire their coach and start again. And now you can see where they are, where their potential franchise quarterback is already starting getting hit a bunch. I mean, so since you brought up the Bengals, I'm going to bring up a, um, it looks like that I got some clout on the Levitard Reddit like three or four years ago. I want to see what you guys think. And I haven't heard anyone say it since. So I might post it there again. But um, does Andy Dalton look like his name should be Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, like if you look, if you had a picture of Andy Dalton and you had the name Andy Dalton or Patrick Mahomes and you had to guess which one was Andy Dalton, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes all day. 
I can see where you're coming from. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, like, I, the, yeah. like Mahomes and, you know, Mahomes kind of sounds like it might be, it could be Irish. If there's, yeah, that's the thing. Right. It, oh my God. He looks so Irish. Yeah. Like, even more so now that I'm staring directly at his face. Like <laughs> Andy Dalton's think, a really Irish looking dude. <laughs> like, like his name should be Patrick Mahomes. Like his name should be Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but it's also kind of crazy the fact that um, Andy Dalton is like 25 years old when he entered the NFL, which is like yeah. really old for a uh, for a rookie. He was? Yeah, he was He was pretty – it was him and Brandon Whedon were like the two old ones, although he was like older than them, I think. Yeah, because he went to TCU. Yeah, yeah, he Brandon went to TCU. I remember that. No, Whedon was like 28, which is weird. Oh. I think he just I think he just redshirted. Yeah, oh, he redshirted yeah. his freshman year. So like he wasn't he just it's just like the way he because he turned his birthday was in October. So like relative to the season, he was like a year older than you expect him to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he was like 20 because he because he's been in the league for like 10, not even 10 years, but he's yeah. already like considered like an old veteran. Yeah, like this guy won the Rose Bowl in 2011. Wait, TCU won the Rose Bowl? Yeah, TCU yeah. did win the Rose Bowl. That was the that was before TCU was part of the Big Twelve, but it was like I don't remember what the situation was, but they Gosh, plopped them in instead of a. I'm actually TCU interested to learn winning more. Any bowl game that anyone recognized, they were in the Mountain yeah, West. No, TCU was really good for a while. <laughs> People kind of forget, like they were almost in the College Football Playoff, the first one. I don't understand, um, but help me understand this because you're more of a college football guy than I I, I am. Um. It's normally big unless it's a college football playoff, which didn't exist in 2011. I want to say Ten, that Pac-12. one of the teams was in the national championship or something weird like that. Um, oh, okay, because it happened a couple of years in a row where like something weird happened. Um, there was no Pac-10 team. I'm actually looking into this now. Oh, look uh, at that, a tw- an undefeated team that didn't get to compete for a national championship. Where have so, we ever seen that before? PSK silent. Imagine getting intercepted at the one yard line. Did that happen last night, or is that Tom Brady against the Seahawks? But we need more context. Tom Brady against the Seahawks. Well, was there an interception at the line? Well, didn't well, that was no. Russell Wilson who threw that? Oh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. Yeah, I can't imagine. I watched it. Yeah. It was the Seahawks. <laughs> So to uh, give you the the full story, uh, the or Oregon was in the national championship game. Um, so TCU, who was oh, okay. the next highest ranked team in the BCS, uh, was put in the Rose Bowl. So like, basically, to represent the West Coast, kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, they had some good. There were some good football teams that like were in the Mountain West, uh, like TCU, Why? Utah. Uh, well, Wyoming, I think, move. Where did Wyoming go? No, Hawaii. no, they're still in there. Oh, Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii. Wasn't Colorado there for? No, no. Colorado was in the Big 12. Colorado. Yeah. Colorado was um, in the Big 12. Boise just, State, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the ones that were in there because Utah was really good under Urban Meyer. Yeah. And then TCU and Andy Dalton were good. Like yeah. there, were, there were teams that kind of like, I mean, there's no promotion and relegation in American sports, but they kind of promoted themselves into the power five. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, did that, didn't they? they did. 
I mean, yeah. if it weren't for Shiana, they'd be in like the the Patriot League or something. Yeah, I don't know. Amer- Conference of USA or what is I don't it know where. The, well, here's the thing. I think actually, all kidding aside, I think they'd be like uh, UConn because yeah. think about it. Um, UConn and Rutgers were both like basketball first schools for many, many years. Both in the Northeast, both have similar like makeups. Um, the big difference is Rutgers hired Greg Schiano, and UConn did not have Greg Schiano as our head coach. So Rutgers, like for a decade, was established themselves as like a, a decent football school, whereas Connecticut kind of just languished as a basketball school. Then the Big East got rid of football, and everyone kind of just scattered to a bunch of different conferences. Um, so, yeah, that's how Rutgers ended up in the Big Ten. Speaking of Rutgers, Chris. Somebody yeah. came up to you with a book about your whole life. Would you read it to the end? Why or why not? That's PSK silent commenting. Uh, I would say no. I, I, I mean, I kind of like the element of surprise. Is that, like, is that what you my... experience life? Surprised? Yes, oh. yes. I'm a very, uh, as you can tell, I'm someone who likes to live on the edge. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, but also like, does anyone really like watching reruns? So no, but I don't. I wouldn't. I don't want to. You don't want to know. You don't well, want to no, know. No, no. It's know. not even about necessarily the end, but it's yeah. like everything that happens. Because then it's like, all right, in two years, I'm gonna yeah uh, move to a different city. Like really? No, like, I don't want to. Yeah, no. I, all right. Are so, we in agreement with that, Dennis? Dennis, your thoughts? Yeah, Dennis. You... Uh, sure. I you agree. Would read it to the end? Oh no, no he agrees I'd, with us. I oh. I have I, I wouldn't read it. Yes. Um. Question for you guys, not Super Bowl related, kind of sports related. And Chris, I know uh, I'll just show you. So, Mike Tyson, you get a million dollars for every year he is old if you can knock him out in a boxing match. So, if he's five years old and you knock him out, you get five million dollars. But that would be illegal. What? No, no, no legality. What, what age are you choosing? I'd probably take like, uh, um, I well, probably if, take like ten year old Mike Tyson. I, I kind of know a lot of Mike Tyson's backstory. You know Mike Tyson looks like at thirteen years old. I, I I I know some of Mike Tyson's backstory. I, think I don't I really know too like much. But did he have a face tattoo back then? No, he uh, didn't. No. But, okay, now I'm intrigued. I'm gonna uh, show a picture. I'd take on Mike Tyson as a newborn. Yeah, but see PSK silent, then you don't get any money. Well, yeah. you get like you get I, a prorated get... amount of a million dollars, which is yeah. like after taxes, that's basically nothing. Do you I'm get taxed on this money? <laughs> I mean, if point. you get taxed on lottery winnings, I don't know why you wouldn't get taxed on. Mike I mean, Tyson. this is a magic situation where you can fight Mike. This is where we need Jacob. We need an account. This is thirteen-year-old Mike Tyson. Mm, that's pretty big. You I, see I, ref- I refuse to believe that he was 13 in that picture. 13 That's... years old. So I'll, I'll 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 do like seven or eight. I think I'll do I'll do maybe eight. That's the thing. The answer the answer is is eight. Like it has to be like nine. Now or... are we are we talking about like up to his current age or any theoretical age? I mean, none of us beat him at his current age. Like, once he was 13, none of us can ever Well, no, no, no. Well, what about, like, if you're like, I want to fight a 100-year-old Mike Tyson. I was going to say, no, like, 80-year-old. No, you can't do that? No. You could, but you wouldn't win. You wouldn't win. You still think at 80 80 years old, he'll be a... I could beat a 100-year-old Mike Tyson. No, you could not. I I could be I could be the the dead the dead body. Knock him out. Knock him out. You couldn't knock... That man... I guess you can't knock out a dead person. 
No, you couldn't. Like the, the the right answer has to be like nine years old, and you like you know that kid was like five seven and five eight. So you gotta you gotta just like destroy that little kid. <laughs> so I don't know, but uh, that kind of got me. That PSK uh, question got me. You know, but he, they are saying taken on as a newborn. But then you only get hundred thousand dollars. You only get like if they're five months old, you only get five hundred k. Yeah, that's like the that's like the um, the theoretical fighting equivalent of investing in treasury bonds. Like, yeah, you you probably will win, but you're not gonna like win anything. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> you're not gonna win much. Like the return is not like what what what's even the point? It's true. Yeah. But, so you know, I don't just, know how we got there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all I know is I'm staring at a comment in the private chat from one of you that says Mahomes equal Flacco, and I would like to discuss further. <laughs> hey, if he doesn't win ever again, is he the same as Flacco and Rex? Well, I mean, by that logic, is Aaron Rodgers the same as Flacco? No. Okay. Well, he's worse. Although I would be shocked, like because of he has more talent surrounding him. If Mahomes ever won another Super Bowl, that would shock me even more than Aaron Rodgers not winning another Super Bowl. That's a travesty. Like that, that would be like, I like I I think you'd have to go to the United Nations if that happened. <laughs> like that's just unacceptable. Yeah, if you're if you're Patrick Mahomes. It'd be different. Okay, so winning a Super Bowl is really hard. Very if true. Re- very hard. Um, if if Patrick Mahomes gets to the Super Bowl and loses, like that's understandable. Like if he loses a bunch in the Super Bowl, and I don't, I I don't like people that attribute Super Bowl wins and losses to a single player. Like, like they're saying Tom Brady is the goat for winning seven, but like Yogi Berra won. 10 World Series, and Serena Williams has won 32 Grand Slams. That's winning all four major Opens. So 32 Grand Slams, she's won. Um, And, you know, like attributing it to a single player. So if Pat Mahomes stays consistent and wins MVPs and goes to the Super Bowl, I think that will help his legacy. But like Joe Flacco won that Super Bowl, was like, yeah, I'm from Delaware. I got a big unibrow and I can throw the ball a thousand yards and then just dipped out of ever trying again and having a, having a giant forehead, but not being as good as Peyton Manning. So like, no, I, I, I Aaron Rodgers needs to win another one though. And his window's closed. Yeah. I'm also like, and you know, while we're on the subject of quarterbacks, um, this is like kind of like the most bonkers quarterback market between trade demands. You know, um, I think I don't know who's you say on the free anything about Carson Wentz to the Bears. I'm oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up, but there's hate, that. I'm like so we could mad. have like three quarterback trades in the next three months, and quarterback trades for starting caliber quarterbacks never, never happened. You rarely even see one. Like mm-hmm. this is like an NBA offseason, but with quarterbacks. Yeah, and that doesn't I, even take into consideration drafting Trevor Lawrence, drafting Justin Fields, drafting Zach Wilson. I, I guess if you want to throw Trey Lance in there, go ahead. They're like this, like a quarter of the league could have their quarterback situation like completely transformed in one off season, either for it's the better exciting, or for the worse. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, with the exception of whoever the Bears end up with is gonna be the worst possible option. It's gonna be Wentz. It, I'm gonna be so confused if it's Wentz. I don't I want to honestly. Win. I think the I Wentz hate is kind of overblown. I don't think he's it's, that bad. It's of a not that I hate Wentz. It's that I don't understand taking the cap hit when we have so much else to shore up. For Wentz. Who is going to take that? Who is going to take that money? Especially because we also would probably have to send draft compensation over. I want draft picks. (laughs) Like, Like, 
they know. I don't. Who, who's the GM for the Texans? What was his name? Brian. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. He's not in the league anymore, Eagles. You're not going to pull that trade off. That was the <laughs> only guy that would make that trade. And he's out of the that league. man is like when you turn uh, like the trade rejection off in Madden and you can just <laughs> trade like a seventh round pick for Patrick Mahomes or something. Like that was what having Bill O'Brien running your football team would be like. But of course, they decided to fire him and hire someone even worse who's even like worse. the team chaplain and they're making him the director of football operations. Like, good luck with that. Um, so yeah, but. Well, they have Laramie Tunsil. Oh, star quarterback might be overdoing it a bit. Like, I, that's doing a lot of work. I feel like PSK is like a couple of years behind on the headlines. On a two-year delay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay though. We appreciate it. Kind of impressive. Yeah, I, I appreciate. I like. It. I don't. I think Garoppolo's like a starting caliber quarterback, but I'm not sold that he's like this superstar. I mean, a lot of people think he's Terrible. gonna. He's not gonna be starting for the 49ers next year. Terrible. He's, that's where Deshaun Watson should be going. They got talent. People think he might be going there, but yeah. And also, we haven't even talked about Sam Darnold being on the trade block, probably. Well, we're talking about starting quarterbacks, aren't we? Well, there are GMs out there. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I know. I know. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but there are GMs out there who think that Darnold is still like has everything he needs to become a high level quarterback, which. I think he's got the physical tools, but does he have like the metal processing? Not as sold on that. I mean, like, Sam Darnold looks like a Lego policeman, isn't that what they say? Um, I, I I think like someone on Twitter said this the best when they said we need a quarterback with a jawline. <laughs> the best the best Twitter thing I ever saw, like with the looks like game, was uh Sam Bradford looks like a little kid that dressed up as Sam Bradford on Halloween. <laughs> Let me see. I need to see a picture of Sam Bradford to fully in his I uniform. Don't... In his uniform, like like he used to wear. Oh my god! Oh my god! Biggest... He looks like he's thirteen years old. Like he looked like Jesus he was. Like, he had the oh, that is scary. And he's looking right up. at me too. No, <laughs> hey, let me share my screen with you. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Um. Yeah. I I really want to know what this is gonna end up looking like. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna send you another one too. Here, this is what I'm talking about. You see that? Hang on. <laughs> that oh, is literally yeah. a 13 year old. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh my uh, god! That's so accurate. I like, don't like it. <laughs> and you, it's an even better one. What? Oh, the, the link, link you sent me. All right, hang on, hang on. On the on the feed, you got to look at that one. That one's even better. All right. Oh, oh, it's in the it's on the. I can do it. I can do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna open it up on my end. Oh no, cause that that looks photoshopped. That doesn't look real. On, that's a little kid. Like that's a little kid. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't look real. It looks like a little kid photoshopped themselves into like there? an actual football picture. Back in the day, the Levitard show used to have the best looks like. Like one of them, I think, was Sam Bradford always looks like he's at a family dinner with his wife and his girlfriend just text him, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, who <laughs> like, uh, was the quarterback for the Giants with the slick back hair? What was his name? Uh, a couple years ago with the goatee. The Giants. The coach? Uh, the coach, yeah. What was his name? Oh, you're talking about Ben McAdoo. 
Yeah, it's like oh. Ben McAdoo looks like the guy you awkwardly make eye contact with through the stall door and he doesn't look away. <laughs> so many, like, so many good. Doug Peterson looks like the guy your mom starts dating after she divorces your dad. Like, there's so many good ones on the Levitard. I'm so, trying to think of a good one for Adam Gase. Like, I feel like he'd be perfect for that. Adam Gase just looks like he just did a line of coke and found out that it was laced on something. Like that's what Adam Gase looks like all the time. Like he just looks like he just did a line of coke and found out he needs to do a drug test for work. <laughs> I can't believe that like apparently him and Stu Gatz have like this great friendship. Like yeah. I find that so bizarre. Like I would love to like I would actually pay money to hear like a private conversation between Stu Gatz and Adam Gase like for five minutes and just oh, see- like, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Chris. It's, Especially uh, after he like becomes the head coach of the New York Jets, Stu Gatz's favorite sports team, and just turns him to absolute shit. Like, how could you, like, ha- possibly be on good terms with anyone after that? I actually, no like, and it's the difference with, and, and I'm kind of going on a rant here, but the difference between Adam Gase and the other coaches the Jets fired is, like, Jet fans didn't like those coaches as coaches, but we liked them as people. Like I was so, and I'm not, I'm nowhere near the only one. I was really happy to see Todd Bowles, you know, show out with his defense and win a Super Bowl. I thought that was awesome. Um, you know, I, I love Herman Edwards. And yeah. if he ever, you know, made it back in the NFL, I'd be pulling for him too. Um, Rex Ryan needs a tattoo removal, but I, I would like to see him in some capacity involved with uh, football uh, again. Uh, you know, like all these coaches, like I know they get some as people, um, but you know, other than maybe Herman I, Edwards, uh, I, I I wouldn't necessarily want any of them back as head coach for the Jets. Hear me out. Rex Ryan, I think, would still be coaching in the league if he never coached for the Jets. Like, I think the New York, he had two. I don't months. know. He was, he like, he was okay, right? But the New York media is just so trash in terms of, like, this, like, WFAN. Like, even sometimes on the Michael K show, like, with Don LaGreca, like, they're crazy. Like, they're crazy. Like, if he was coaching in a small market, like, if he was coaching the Texans or the Bucks or something like that, and he had the okay. freedom, but, like, you know. I'll like, be honest. That's why I'm kind of moving towards preferring small market teams because I like not feeling like I have to be so excited or so, like, uh, yes. upset about my team all the time because it's like I'm a Chicago fan. That's a pretty big market, and Chicago yeah. fans are, like, really upset all the time, and it's oh, like, okay. I mean, the Cubs are doing really dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's the thing where it's like, you know, the Bears had a pretty solid season. I hope they can get Allen Robinson back. I don't think they can. Uh, they need to solve their stuff at quarterback. But, like, given how many issues there were with the team this year, I couldn't have been that upset about how it went. And I don't need to see the coach out the door right now. I mean, I, I feel I actually think, but it feels that, like everyone's so mad all the time. Well, I think in general you're right about that, but in, in a lot of cases the anger is like justified. Like, I understand if I were being a Bears like fan, not I would satisfied. I would be legitimately upset. I mean, yeah. I'd be in a perpetual state of anger, like ever Made since the you hear it's the announcement that uh, your team has traded. Did they trade up to get Trubisky? Or am I confusing? Trade it up. Yeah, well, that, is that just, was pretty bad. I'm no, not gonna lie, that was pretty bad. Who's the guy I mean, they signed? I mean, but I would have like talked myself into it until uh, the double doink, and then after that, everything would have just gone down. That's the thing. I mean, that season was really good. That was a really good Bears team. I think they could have made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, 
it was one because that's the thing when you play low point games that sometimes you just end up losing on something dumb like that um and i mean that really that really was a great bears team it was one of those historic bears teams that feels like they could have made it to the super bowl and that just didn't happen um but i can't be too upset about it it wasn't that long ago and here's another uh, trip to the playoffs like i think the team is going to be pretty close to needing a rebuild because i don't see any reason to keep trubisky i don't see any reason to push along with Foles for the long term i wouldn't really like to see them trade for another quarterback in the near term i'd probably just want to see like a short deal for someone or maybe a rookie quarterback to try to build off of and just try to see how things go from there. I'd like to see Allen Robinson re-signed. I'd like to see David Montgomery stay around. Like, there's stuff that works for this Bears team. I just don't. People are so angry all the time, and it's I just. Well, that's the big market teams, right? So you got New York. I'm I'm, I'm this close. I'm this close to just becoming a hardcore Washington football team I mean, fan. And this terrible. this right here is their owner. I need him out. If he's gone, I'm an instant fan of that team. I I might even move to them as my main team. Like that is how much I want to support this team. Just yeah. need that owner gone. Yeah, I think the difference is I would substitute if you're talking about the three big market teams with that kind of attitude, I would substitute even though it's a smaller city, I would substitute LA for Boston. Cuz yeah. Boston fans because, you know, their teams have done so well lately have like big market expectations, even though I don't consider it like a huge market. Um, and LA fans are kind of like in two modes, either you're winning and they're all in or you're not winning and you don't even exist. They're yeah. Like, they don't get angry. They just do something else. Like LA football fans don't exist. LA basketball. Fans, any, they care about but everything, like when the Lakers but... sucked, you didn't hear about a bunch of angry Laker fans. Laker fans yeah. just switched to the Clippers or just disappeared. So mm -hmm. here, hot take like LA is just Philadelphia without the toxicity. Like it's fair weather fans, but that they just aren't toxic about it. Like, I mean, I don't know if I would consider Philadelphia to be a fair weather. Like I, 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 I get, I, I understand why people don't like Philly fans. I don't agree with that. No, there's, they did a study and I can send it to you a couple of years ago for baseball. Um, the attendance in Philadelphia had the highest correlation to winning percentage out of any team in the league. So, like, although I will well, say the Phillies are probably different than like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are definitely the, the team of Philadelphia. In parking lot, they're you know they're all like the Phillies, the Flyers, the Sixers, the Eagles are all in the same stupid yeah. parking lot. Well, I think well, I think the difference is, I mean, it, it depends on the specific team too. Because in the case of the Sixers, like, I, I would if I mean I would I attend most of my team's games unless they're like abysmally bad. Like, I and mean, it's like like watching them makes me angry. Like the Jets this year. If I was allowed to go to MetLife Stadium, I wouldn't go just because that team made me angry. Um, but for the most part, I would go to games for my team even when they were losing. But the difference with the Sixers, at least, was like they were the most naked team for like three years of not only losing, but like being very clear like they were planning on losing. And that was part of their organizational strategy. Uh, I, I'm with I'm with the team as long as they're trying to win like the Devils, um, even though they're shut down right now, like. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm fine with that because they got a young core. I think they're going to be fun to watch, and I think they're on the right track, and they've got a good coach, good GM. Um, but that being said, like it's different from the Sixers who were just not trying to win. Um, that's like where I draw the line. Is if they're not even trying to win, that they were trying not to win. That's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, you know, they did what we did in or, Madden. Like we the... Madden and stuff. So yeah. I mean, I don't do that in Madden. 
What I, I do is here's my strategy. I prioritize the number of picks over the rank within reason. Like you don't want a million seven rounders, but yeah. Um, and this is really for other than NBA because there just aren't a ton of draft picks to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll like trade for more picks, and like if you for any game, especially Madden because it's the most formulaic uh, drafting mode. Um, you can sort of like look up. There are people who make guides of like what attributes to avoid and which attributes to pay attention to. And you can like have a pretty good hit rate with your draft picks. So I would make sure I had two or three uh, picks in the first two rounds. And after like two years, I would go like 12 and four at a minimum every year. Well, you got to get hired for the Jets job, Chris. That's what I mean, do. I don't know if I have what it takes to lead the Jets. I don't want to get yelled at on the fan either. Chris, do a preview for next year. You think Jets are going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl. I think they'll be in contention for most improved team. I wouldn't shock me if they went like eight and eight. Yeah, that's how. That's what happened with the the Browns. And that's I would say that's true in the case of whether they do end up somehow getting Deshaun Watson. But even if they don't, um, and, I, and I'm I'm a broken record on this if you listen to me on Crew, but. I think Justin Fields is going to be a very good quarterback. I think Zach Wilson could be a very good quarterback. Uh, I think they've got options. And it's not necessarily like I was saying this when they were 0 13. I said it's not necessarily Lawrence or Bust, even though he's everyone's first choice. Um, and I feel the same way about Deshaun Watson. If they get him, great. Um, you don't have to worry about developing a quarterback because you already got a proven commodity. If you don't, not a big deal. You can just. Draft Justin, I'll draft Zach Wilson, and I'm confident he'll turn into something, something pretty good. So we'll see. Yeah. So I guess anything else uh, you guys have on your mind? Uh, anyone else that looks like someone awesome that you wanna you wanna run through? No, I got. I'll save. I'll save them up. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, Dennis, anything else? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of Polar Sports. Uh, if you missed our part of the show, you know where Polar Media is available as a podcast. Uh, listen to when is Deep Fried Medicine dropping again? Awesome every uh, every Thursday at eight a.m. Thursday. Okay, okay. Every Thursday. Want to make sure I got that right. Yep. And of course, can we just talk uh, streaming live on Friday nights? And the podcast goes up Saturday morning. Uh, so you be sure to catch that. Um, Chris Conus, uh, he's Austin from seventy eight. And that's Dennis from Virginia, uh, who's <laughs> braving the time zone differences to come on tonight. Uh, so keep uh, stick around. This has uh, been Polar Sports on Polar Media. <laughs>